ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for this week's Hogmas. Or wait, we need like a hanging with Hogmas. <laughs> Let's kick things off. Rather, Hogmas, Rutherford. Hi, hi, folks. How are you doing today? Excellent. What'd you do this week, Hogmas? Well, I started down the path of righteousness at um, a paper. Marvelous. Are you delivering? Um, no, just just counting the lines on the paper. Oh, that's lovely. Is it college ruled? Um, I haven't I haven't counted down far enough to figure what, that what out. Are, what are the margins looking <laughs> what's like? Your, what's your uh, What's your end goal on? Can you give me an ETA? When um, uh, When do you think you're going to have that wrapped up? Counting the lines on your well, on your paper. Three lines a day. You do the math. <laughs> <laughs> no, Hogmas. I think we assigned the math to you. Oh. I'm afraid. I'm afraid we're not going to let you shovel your work let's, off. On let's us. hear a little chuckle out of old Hogmas. <laughs> um, oh, that's just creepy. Okay, let's all right. We're, Hogmas just got Hogmas, added to a list. <laughs> all it took. All it took was he's a chuckle, flagged. and he's added to a list. But then, <laughs> this has been hanging with Hogmas. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, one and all, to press play to save. What? What's that you say? Beep, What's this beep, thing you've said? Beep. I was dialing in to listen to the Better Kind Gamecast. Fools! One and all. It is dead. We've murdered it. It's it's killed, but it lives on in, in all of us and in this podcast that we are now calling Press Play to Save, and we are glad to have you along. We're, we were not going to call this episode one because we're too lame to start over, so where are we at in the episodes of the Better Kind Podcast variety? <laughs> we're between 20 and 30 we're kicking for her sure. off in mid-20s kind of we are Probably. absolutely 26. sure we had 25 right to round out the all right kind of oh yeah now yeah. we have now mm, we're we're 26 we cars and we're tw- man our podcast is going to be twice your age in no time chris ah, it's crazy but welcome to welcome to the inaugural press play to save we're glad to have you here uh a podcast where we're going to talk about video games uh and you know we're going to talk about uh, all kinds of video game news and things like that. Of course, we're going to be focusing on what we have been focusing on for a while, which is predominantly uh, games that can be bought on sale on the cheap. Uh, basically, how to put games in front of you without uh, without pay- taking a big hit on the wallet. That's what we're going to focus on uh, predominantly. But of course, we're in a without stealing. We're in a May <laughs> without torrenting. We know who you are. Um, we're going to be, you know, there's, it's a big news week. Obviously there's a, there's a lot of maybe not budget gaming news focused things to talk about because what happened on Friday? The PlayStation 4 came out. No, that was last Friday. Yeah, the PlayStation 4. You slept 4, for a it, week. We it, didn't tell you this. It double came out. They yeah, we roofied you and you slept for a week. Okay, By the way, you I think you're fired. That. You might be, might've been fired from your job. Huh. Yeah. Well, hmm. this will be awkward on Monday. I know, right? Sure. When you uh, show Chris, up, and- we let you go. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't I'll even never here for let that. you guys go. Oh, no. We can't stay mad at you. No, seriously, get out. Wink. But yeah. welcome, and that's what we're going to do today. Uh, but we're going to kick things off kind of like we always do, familiar format. Hey, uh, but before, before, before I dive into that, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm so Splash. excited. You know, I've got I've got lightning surging through my veins, boys. Okay, and uh, but I'm going to do some intros because I've been I've been missing those a lot lately. Yeah, well, when you make up a name for me every week, I'm sure it gets a little, yeah, yeah, a little it gets, dreary. Yeah, it gets a little jumbled up in my brain. Yep. Yep. So uh, I'm your host, Corey Wilson, Corey T. Wilson. And uh, here on my right, uh, talking into the ceiling boom, that's a, that's industry terms. Ceiling boom. Yeah, I actually don't know that anybody has a ceiling I might have invented the ceiling boom. I'm not sure. Uh, that thing definitely looks like it is an invention and not <laughs> – but, yeah. but it's not really – 
quite off the ceiling. It's not. It's not. It doesn't go quite to the ceiling. But yeah, Chris's microphone dangles from the ceiling because of dangle, our precious, precious uh, small amount of a uh, of uh, floor space in the studio here. But uh, to my right at the ceiling boom is Mr. Christopher. Uh, see, I'm. You were you wanted to say? I think we had a, like a mind link for a second. You wanted to say Christopher Rutherford. No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Uh, that no, name, no Hogmas. No, no, I'm not. That Hogmere? that name belongs to Hogmas very specifically. Hogmas Rutherford the Third Esquire. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, we we had our we had our hanging with Hogmas segment. So we got to breeze well, past that. Just, guess... On my right, Christopher uh, Jacoby Stump. Jacoby. Yeah, yeah, oh, not bad. Not a little Jacoby there. Ah. <sighs> It's been a rough day. No, has rough it? Rough weekend. Has it really? It has. Has it been rough, or have you just been rough on your system? I don't want to talk about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's been a pretty lackadaisical weekend, but you're probably putting yourself through a significant amount of abuse. No. I'm, did we yeah. eat anything that came from the ground yesterday? <laughs> Well, the idea of Funyuns came from the ground, I'm sure. <laughs> well, there might there have been a little there was bit some of wheat in some of the there, tomato. There was, there was tomato. Yeah, tomato. There was yeah. some heavily that, processed pureed tomatoes. tomatoes don't, in a couple in of the, the things we ate, we dipped Funyuns in things made from tomatoes. <laughs> but let's not get ahead of ourselves. On <laughs> Chris is no. right at Master Control as Mr. Stephen J. Howie in the Pepsi T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How <laughs> All right, all, all right, right, all right, right, all right. I feel you. I feel, I feel you. you. Oh, I want to go hang out at the Red Box all the time to hope that I run into <laughs> all that right, guy. All right, all right. I want to keep running into that guy all the time, just walking up and asking me what movies I've seen lately, and then telling hey. me all the movies he's hey. seen lately. You yeah. seen? You, hey, you seen Pacific Rim? Hey. You seen that Pacific Rim? <laughs> uh, y- y- yes, yeah. I just watched it earlier this afternoon. How is it? Um, I was. Well, it was pretty good. I'm just be honest with you. It was dumb, but it was like dumb. Oh, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. All right. All, all right, right. All right. All right. <laughs> that guy is my hero. I want to. I want to. I want to run into I want him on the podcast. Time. Yeah. I should have. Oh, I should have seized the I mean, moment. He goes to the red at eleven eleven thirty at movie. night in a dark parking lot. He can press play to save. Yeah, absolutely. He's just out there trying to get a dollar move. And we'll be talking about the Redbox uh, and game uh, rentals from the Redbox a little bit later in the podcast. But uh, but Howie, how you doing? I'm alive. Yeah? Okay. I, which catchphrase do you like better? Uh, the hey, 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 or the I'm alive? Mm. Yeah. We'll have to stew on that one for a while. <laughs> I'm alive. <laughs> Tweet us your response. <laughs> yeah. Tweet us your response. Get on the Facebook page, things like that. Uh, but, but in the meantime, why don't we uh, kick things off and uh, let's go ahead and talk about what we've been playing this week. This week being, of course, the Game Apocalypse. Which 2013. Was, yeah, 2013. Yesterday, given the fact that my brood was out of the house, I turned it into uh, a, a, a den of iniquity. And it. <laughs> it, it, that stands for something. Yes. Right? Yes, we got together and we uh, we f- we played what was intended to be a lot of games that <laughs> oh. ended up being a lot of game. Yeah. Uh, too much of game. Yeah. We played too long. Yes. What what were we playing, Chris? We were playing Path of Exile. Yeah, for anybody that tuned into that lame <laughs> podcast called Better Kind Gamecast, I don't know if you guys remember how that lame Morons. Thing, those idiots <laughs> referred to a game called Path to Exile, which does not exist to my knowledge. However, we were playing Path of Exile. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And quite a bit 
of it. How long do we actually put into that game? Chris, you were you were, I was here at about eleven. Yeah. I'd say by the time we ate and stuff, it was about noon. I bet we were gaming by about twelve thirty. Yeah. So all all in before you left, do you think we got about I left at about ten on the dot. So about seven and a half, eight hours of Path of Exile together. Yeah. I don't like to think about and it. And then after you left... You guys logged a yeah, couple more hours. Yeah, Howie, myself, and Josh from Kokomo, and Strom connecting Let's call remotely. Jokomo. Jokomo? Jokomo. Well, that's almost too much to your middle name this week, Jacoby and Jokomo. That's where it was spawned. Actually, that sounds like a great pair of twins. Yeah, this is Jokomo Jacoby and Jokomo. And Jokomo. <laughs> 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 I was like, really? Are they are, are they? Um, but yeah, and Strom connected from Indianapolis, and we... Uh, Sir Stromulus... And we played another three, three and a half hours after you left. And this was at about uh, 11 o'clock at night that you guys started that three-hour span. Yeah, yeah. If not later. It was was pretty – it got pretty rough when we finally dispersed uh, around 2 a.m. So, uh, yeah, we – what was intended to be a lot of different games ended up being about 15 minutes of Batman Arkham City. And some some might think <laughs> that we beat Path the game. Exile. Some might think we beat yeah, the game. Might no, think. we beat the first act. Well, no, we no. played it three times. Yeah, we played the first act three times. <laughs> <laughs> because our first three-hour leg, the three of us rolled new characters together and played all the way through. And then Josh from Coke, Jokomo, Jokomo, who has been watching, wanted to join in. So we got another older computer. We set it up, installed it, and came back and ran him through all that same stuff. And then when you left, Strom connected remotely. We ran back and ran through all the same stuff again. Now, why did we Why did we do that? To we ourselves? are so stupid. That's I why. Agree. I agree. But you know what? It's not for like the we listeners. had a bad time. We do it for the listeners. That's right. For you, the listeners, tuning in to find out about this game. We will never do it again. Uh, this is a game, uh, Path of Exile, that is free. And you know what? I don't even want to call it free to play. I don't want to call it free to play. Because although, yes, it has like it, it is sort of an MMO with, in, with instanced missions or, you know, but like MMO towns and stuff like that. It is. It is a free to play MMO. It is. But to me, when I hear that a game is free to play, it invokes this sense of, well, it's free to play. Yeah, I, I dot, see where you're dot, from. Ellipsis, but it is you know, a it's a free game. Yeah, this is a free game. It is a free game. It is a free game, and there are there are things available in the game. There's a tiny little icon on your UI with a dollar sign, and when you click on it, the store comes up and offers you all kinds of ways to customize your experience. Actually, it's important to note that it doesn't minimize you from the game and open up a web page. No, oh stuff. yeah, it is in game browser. It's an in game client. Thank browser. It's not in your face. And it, yeah, no. it, that's the thing. If you don't click that button, that's uh, a small you, button. It's the game is is wonderfully complete. In it, it feels like a complete, you know, polished product. Um, and we've played a lot of free to play MMOs, and we're going to oh, over yeah. the coming weeks probably be dipping into some of that yeah, some more we'll as we talk about were. ways to game on the cheap, which is our bread and butter. But but yeah, this game doesn't feel like a free to play game. It feels like nope. a free game. It, it really feels it's a game that, and you can get into it enough that you're like, I want to support them. I want to put some money. I want, or I want to just, I want to have a pet that follows me around. Stuff like we that. didn't, we didn't even know what the pay system we had to search was. it out. We, yeah, had to, we, we had were discussing like, up. what, what is it actually? Uh, yeah, what, what, we're like, what do you pay maybe, for? maybe you pay for this. Maybe you pay for those items. No, it's cosmetic. It's yeah, they or, even state or boosts, no pay to win. Yeah, like boosts and stuff like that. Maybe. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, we do not feel at all hindered. While playing the game, and that's a big thing no. because yeah, they if, don't for anybody who's played a lot you. of free to play games, you you it seems real obvious real quickly what you can't do that other people can. Yes, yeah. 
You know, it's very, very, or even like something that is just beleaguering, like just horribly, you know, uh, mundane thing that you have to go through because you're playing it for free. And that is not the case at all with this game. No, they, I mean, they, they brag a lot about every, every free to play game brags. Well, it's not going to hinder your experience if you don't play. Most of the time, it does. Yeah. This one is not like that at all. Yeah. Chris, tell, tell us. I know we talked about it a little bit last week, but since we're probably going to talk about it a little bit more this week, uh, give the listeners uh, a, a quick rundown of what the style of what genre and style Path of Exile is. Uh, I call it a action RPG, but it's also got the role playing elements, all the leveling and the skill gems that you acquire. It's very much a loot grind game, too. It's yes. all about loot, 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 loot. It's, it's right. You get more loot that's, than you can carry. To me, action RPG. That's what it's. It's a farming game. You're farming for items, for better gear, constantly right. progressing. Right. Um. But the game doesn't really. You don't think of yourself as, hey, this is all I'm doing. Is I just want this. You kind of think of, well, I more want to just go out in there and kill things, yeah. and then when I get new loot to upgrade or sell or whatever you want to do, trade. Yeah. It feels like. You are progressing. You're constantly, whether you're making it your gear progressing or if you're just increasing your bank, maybe you're getting stuff for your friends' characters, your other characters. Either way, it feels like you are moving forward. It doesn't feel like you hit a, a wall and say, well, I can't play until I get better gear now. Right. Well, and a lot of the interesting things is that the base level gear never becomes completely obsolete. Like, it's no, not like it no. goes away. As you progress, it's not like stuff just, the the old crappy stuff disappears because... Because of the way your skills in this game, your skills which come from the socketed gems, they level up right. as you know as you have them equipped. They don't level up linearly with you, but they level up parallel with you. If you don't have something equipped, it's not going to level up. So they will level up at different times. Stuff like that. But because of that, there's a lot of base equipment that doesn't necessarily approve too much. Imp- I'm sorry, improve that much to, that you need to upgrade to get newer equipment. It's that... You're looking for equipment with new, different, or additional abilities that better complement the way your, your skill tree is working. And, and again, let's touch on the skill tree. Holy cow. Oh, it is overwhelmingly large. It is massive. I wouldn't call it overwhelming. It, well, it definitely could be for the uninitiated. It's overwhelming when you look at it as a whole and you think, And you realize that, wait a minute, my scroll do? button, my scroll yeah. wheel actually... There's scrolling in and out on this thing, not up and down, but in and out because it's so huge you can't fit it on screen. Yeah, but it, but the whole screen is all skill trees combined. Yeah, together. they, they yeah. put every character, but all the skill trees they actually. Yeah, they're actually matrix together, so you could actually chase a a branch of a skill tree all the way back to where some other class would start. Right, you know, because it's just it's an a near infinite possibility approaching an infinite possibilities yeah. the way you can spec your character. Uh. We were talking about it a little bit the other day about we were. I told Howie that it's better you just do whatever you want. If you see a yeah. skill or a path that sounds cool, then do it because your first character is not going to be perfect ever, no matter what you do. Yeah, you could look. Yeah, up you, a, that could be said for a lot of games. Yeah, but you could look up a build uh, how someone else made their character, and it won't be how you're supposed to build yours because you might have a different gem or a different style or different gear. Right, because. The gear's randomized, and some things are better than others for what you want to do. Yeah. So uh, the article I read was saying, just have fun with it. Go out and experiment stuff. Go out and try these. And as you're collecting loot, save some stuff for another character. So when you reach a point where you're like, well, I kind of max this guy out. It's turning into a bit of a grind. I'd like to try something else. You go to make a new character. You're not starting from scratch. 
Yeah. You have a bank of items that they can work for. You have skills that they can play with early that you're not running around kind of weak. Yeah. So you can and that, not that but, being weak is really that bad early no, game. And it, you don't, it, it you scales don't feel, very well. I don't think it ever for me, I never felt like I was hindered like oh, I don't feel like I have the resources to win this fight. Right. I felt like oh, I could have done that better and I wouldn't have died or uh, I mean in my case I haven't actually died yet, but I've had some close calls. Whereas, I, like, I've, I shouldn't have been standing in that fire because it's killing me. I I've thought died it was a couple friendly. times. I've died a couple times. Of course, you know, when I was soloing, I got to the end of Act 1, and the boss was just wasting me over and over and over again. And then last night, we actually got close to that boss, the the four of us, after you left, yeah. Chris. And um, and we walked in the door, and we're all fine, and two of us got murdered, like, right away. Like, just stuff walked <laughs> up, and we're just like, whoa, whoa, what? What just happened? I don't. I don't. I was full health and then dead. I still don't dead. know what happened. No, I don't either. Because we after that we had no problems like that at all. So something just murdered us flat out, and I don't know what it was. But mm. we, uh, oh, all in all, yeah, especially as a group, we did really, really. We stayed pretty strong. I think it. It playing as a group is a much better experience. It not, is not to say you cannot play solo. No, I totally enjoyed playing solo up until I got stuck at a boss and didn't right. know what was and going on. I kind of like having the option of both, where I have a character where I play with you guys. Yeah. I also have my other characters where I play my hardcore crazy stuff, and yeah. I play that solo because I don't really trust random people on the internet. Because as we found, you share gear. Yeah, and if your team is not sharing with you, you're getting screwed now, it, or screwing someone. It, it, it's you know that's another thing that's big in in any MMO is how it divides up the loot and the gear. Yeah. Well, when it comes to gold, there isn't any, so no, there's, there's no, no there's currency no like currency. That. There are barter items, and there are items that are more commonly bartered for. There, you know, uh, identification scrolls, which are called scrolls of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd say those weapon are like augmentations the most valuable and stuff like that. Right yeah, now. weapon augmentation stuff like that are usually what you end up trading for items and getting in return when you sell items. Uh, so they they are kind of a currency, but they are also functional. You can use them. Um, so that's that's a not issue, not issue. Except when those things drop, what it does is the game doles them out. It gives the team. It'll select someone or someone's on the team to get first dibs by it being yellow for them. When it first drops, it's like disabled. But yeah, like but else. disabled for everybody else. Like there's like a five seconds or so where it's grayed out. And I don't know if it's just a time thing or if they actually start running away from it. Like they're passing it up. I think it's time. I think it's. I haven't decided. It, I haven't decided because I mean, I've seen it a couple we didn't times. Play where, around with it enough. I've seen it a couple times where the whole where as soon as the whole group moves on, something turns yellow from or it turns you yeah, know, I mean, ungrays I mean, for me. I mean. It depends. We'd have to mess around with it. But yeah, so it does it does it kind of passively doles things out. Right. But if you're playing with someone who pays no attention to loot, you can get all the stuff that they don't well, want because they're just running past. Another side of that is some people, if you're killing a boss who has minions, uh some people's mentality will be let's kill everything and then loot. Other people will kill the two minions and start looting while you're still fighting a boss. Yeah, that's a problem. And then your team's like, hey man, like you just stole all that good stuff, and we're still fighting over here, and you're not helping. Yeah, and now we don't even get to see what you just picked up. Yeah, that's and, a social faux pas, right? And it's I, Wow did it kind of well because they did the role, the need greed sort of thing. Need greed was okay uh, because what it did it was, is it comes it, down to personal honesty. Yeah, it, what it, need greed came down to. I don't even say it's an honesty thing. I, I think need greed. What it did is it made everyone pay it, take notice of the fact that there's an issue. That there are other people who may need this. So you have to actively choose a button. You have to opt in to either honestly needing something or being a dick or not. 
it's it's a thing you have to consciously do as opposed to just click on everything because that's the way you play the game when you're soloing and it's just the way you play a game in a group. So they did that. But the problem is you have lots of people who just think that – And we're talking about WoW. We're talking about WoW yeah, at this yeah. point. Yeah. Oh, World of Warcraft. For those of you who don't know what WoW is. Um, I'm, again, I'm mocking the listeners. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, people would just go in and just – because and they would just need all the time because no one ever taught them any differently. Yeah. You know, or their parents didn't love them. Or something like that. So they just need on everything. Even if they don't need it, all they're going to do is sell it in the auction house. But then they're not going to get friends and they're going to get, right. you know. They're the ones that are solo queuing. Yeah. And that's Yeah, that's yeah but if you're in a group and a random dungeon finder and you get stuck with these people, you can get screwed when you, yeah. if right. you've run this dungeon 10 times because you're never the person that this certain item drops for that you need to spec your character with, you know what I mean? Yeah. And some other idiot needs on it and the dice rolls and they get it. That's not cool because, no, you it's, know. It's good to. To point out that we haven't actually played WoW in quite some time, so that's we don't true. know if that has changed. No, it's been a we long were just, time. We were comparing the uh, yeah, but back the, when the we losers. played it, that's yeah, when four it was four doing. plus years ago, WoW. And the, there's another uh, point there that Diablo does. Everyone, even if you're in the same party, killing the same stuff, everyone gets their own randomized loot. Right. So there is none of that. Yeah, and that's just another option. Uh, let's talk about what are your feelings on no gold, no currency. Who me? Yeah, oh, both we, of you. I, I'm a little off put by it because I am in-game economies fascinate me. Mm -hmm. And so when it's reduced to a currency, you can wrap your brain around it a little more predictably, what's going to be worth what. But because this game uses different items for bartering and they're also randomly generated, sometimes, you know, something that is clearly better than something else costs the same amount of a certain item that you don't have, even though you have a thousand of an item that for let me give an example. I walk in, I go up to a guy in a shop or, you know, I say, hey, I want to buy something. He goes, OK, here's two hats. These two hats are exactly the same stat wise, but one has two sockets that are green and one has one socket that is green. Okay, and the two-socketed green thing is worth one augmentation orb, and the one-socketed green thing is you can buy that with one wisdom scroll. And I want the two-socketed one, but I just lose, used my last augmentation orb, and I'm sitting on a pile of 30 wisdom scrolls. Now, in most – it's random. Those those are used interchangeably in most of these stores, like the augmentation uh Orbs and the, I think that's the augmentation ones, and the uh, wisdom scrolls. So just so depending on what you have, you can probably buy the same thing. It's just they're they're different because they're randomly generated. Yeah. So it just so happens that the one with two gems costs the one thing I don't have, or the one with two sockets, and the one with one socket costs the thing I have thirty of. And it's like, well, this sucks because it'd be nice if I could just say, can t- here, I'll double the value, take two wisdom scrolls and give me the two socketed one. You well, know, and you're talking just, specifically about an NPC. This yeah, is, I'm talking about is, buying an and selling with an NPC. Bender. There's trading and everything just right. like any other game. But uh but yeah, it's it's kind of and the other thing also would make it interesting on I would wonder how it affects gold farming because there's no gold. And and Maybe wisdom it's scroll farming. Well, th- well, that's the thing though. I don't know. The scrolls aren't going to get you everything. They're going to get you a third of what's available because of orbs and other. Th- I mean, items have to be purchased with various items. So there is no one currency that you're going to be able to buy anything with. Well, and so what? if that's the case, are you going to go out and spend money on illicit current on you know things that might not end up getting you the thing you need? Well, and what happens when you play or you trade with another player? 
because you someone who's been playing for a long time has all this great gear wants to swap it for some other gear has infinite scrolls infinite right. orbs of mutation like all this all these materials yeah and then so if you say oh, I'll give you a hundred scrolls of wisdom for that uh, helmet there yeah well I don't need those yeah and so what do you what do you do you trade another item so. I maybe that comes with the knowledge of playing. You you realize what's good and what's not good, and what people want, what people don't want. Right. But without that knowledge, you kind of go in blind if you're a, a newbie player and experienced player because someone could really take advantage of you. But that's the thing. That's the other thing, though. A yellow item at any level is worth pretty much the same as a yellow item at any other level. A white item at any level is worth pretty much the same as a white item at any other level. They yeah. don't really seem to go up in value. It's still all about whether it's a uh, a common, a magical, a rare, or a, a one of a kind. That seems to be all that matters and what something's valuable. So if somebody's trading you for something and they're going, well, here, I've got this one of a kind item you can really use. Maybe you just trade them four or five magic or like a couple of rares that they're not going to use because if they were to vendor them, that's going to come out about the same regardless. Yeah. But I was. So I think that's actually kind of I was, cool in a way. I, that's what, yeah. And I like that. But it, it, what I was talking about more specifically was uh, not necessarily the gear they need, but the random stat properties that are rolled on yeah. the gear. Because, yeah. I mean, for example, a ranger, uh, you want to focus on DPS. Yeah. Uh, so you your, want accuracy, your, dexterity. Your, your perfect item will be something that gives you uh, attack speed and damage and right. maybe an element like lightning that you're focusing on. Yeah. And that'll be, I mean, You'll roll five properties like that, specifically. Like, that's a perfect bow for you. It has yeah. real high damage. Uh, but someone else might have something that has four of those properties, but not the last one you want. Yeah. And, like, it's not perfect, but what are you going to do? And I've never – we haven't been to that point where we're trading with other players. Yet. Yeah. We traded with each other but a little bit. I, I think it would be interesting to barter with another player of, I mean, I'm kind of newbie. You're kind of experienced – what can I give you to get that helmet or that bow? Right. I mean, because I mean, I don't have much of value to you. Right. And I maybe they'll take pity on you and just give it to you. Right. And it just depends on you're kind of at their mercy. Well, but. I mean, that's kind of an interesting thing about the game too. Is there's lots of drops. Right. I mean, and if it it's doesn't, all if you would equip a yellow, if you equip a rare item, it doesn't bind to you. Yeah, and that's can, another interesting concept that this game does differently than a lot of other ones. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. It so just, you can still trade it or give it to a yeah. friend or something like that. When when we first uh, uh, equipped a yellow item, it gave I think Corey was you. No, it was a, it oh, was it was a gold a, item. It was a or the gold it was a one of, it yeah. was a unique item. It, it gave you the achievement. Yeah, I'm like, like I got an achievement just for equipping this. I'm like, here, I wonder if I can drop it. And I dropped <laughs> it. And I'm like, everybody, come put this hat on. So and we get all an got the achievement. Yeah, <laughs> all four of us took turns putting the hat. Okay, now drop it. And then I'm like, now give it back to me. I want it back now i want it back now please <laughs> get back and then i dropped it and picked it up before you could get it you did and you were like i didn't i didn't even want it. one of the one of the other things uh, uh similar to that that i we learned later in the night is if you have an orb and you've been leveling it up or i'm sorry a gem and you've been leveling it up you can still drop the gem and it holds its level it maintains that yeah. level so you could totally give a level gem if you don't want it anymore like a le- which is you know a magical skill at a certain level 
to a friend. Now, if it's too high of a level for them, yeah, if they're yeah, if they're they much lower level, they won't be able to use it until the they minimum, get that level. Yeah, the minimum stat requirements oh, to you use know, it at that we level. We didn't even. Uh, maybe that's a form of currency. Maybe there's rare gem skills that only drop once in a while that you could barter with. That very well may be. I don't remember. I don't remember seeing any gems of ver- varying uh, rarity. I I, 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 we, I googled like a list of all the gems because I was Howie was looking up uh, stuff for curses on his uh, mage that we haven't even experienced. Excuse me, witch. Thank you. Yes, his, yeah. his witch. <laughs> and I just looked up a list. I said, uh, "What are all the skill gems?" There are hundreds. Yeah. And like some of them we have, we've seen. Yeah. I don't think we've duplicated. We might have duplicated one or two that were from Josh, the vendor. J- Josh and I both had uh, the Jokomo. Right. I both had Rain of Arrows where and, we'd shoot an arrow think, down and uh, up in the air. And a but you storm got those You got down. those from questing, right? And, Probably. But I wonder if maybe. Oh, no, he did. I got it from a drop. No, the, the, I saw. I got Rain of Arrows too dropped. Oh, did you? After you guys had yours. So oh, that's right, because you asked if any if we needed it. We're like, no, we both got it. And maybe it turns into some are rare, some are maybe we just don't know the tiers of how rare a certain right. skill gem is. Right. And maybe we haven't even yeah. experienced that because we're only in the first act. Maybe yeah. later in the game, later in a difficulty, higher you go, you'll start getting new gems, new which you'll have to start leveling again, which right. is part of the game. I, yeah. I, for me, I look at this game and I, and I feel like the intent – for this game is less about the economy, less about your uh, typical tropes of an MMO, and more about I want to create a completely customized individual uh, of this class that's yeah. not like anybody else. Right. Or at least very rarely, you know, there's maybe some the fun, similarities. Now, the funny thing, aesthetically, you're going to look a lot like a lot of yeah. people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because there's not aesthetically a lot of, there's not Unless aesthetically a lot there's, of customization. There's pay for things that would change. There, yeah, there's some pay for stuff that would make you stand out. But um, but just skill-wise and DPS-wise and defense-wise, it's the sky's the limit in terms of customization. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we uh, we obviously have liked the heck out of this game, which I think most you you said most uh, directly compares to like Diablo two. I I think it's a it's good style. mix. It's a, it's a fixed camera game. Yeah, you know. Uh, but oh yeah, it's pretty. It's uh, very pretty. There's Diablo two, Diablo three. Diablo three is much different than Diablo two. Concept yeah. wise, they're the same. But yeah. I mean, as far as skill tree and stuff. This is game is very similar. Uh, the item management is very similar to Diablo Two. Oh game, yeah, it's it, you can see right yeah. away where it takes right. its roots in terms of your inventory and your equip- their, their equipment. Their unique part is the skill gems. That is something I've never seen in a game like yeah, that. Yeah, skill gems. You, I mean, basically, without the skill, we've talked about them a little. Without them, you have an attack. You have a basic attack. Yeah, that's it. It's and the you're, gems you level, that unlock new that you you, you socket a gem and that's a new ability. Right. When you level, we were talking about the big old skill tree. Those are passives. Yeah. Where you gain dexterity, strength, or attack speed, evasion. Yeah. A better chance of doing damage or accuracy. Right. You're not Infinite unlocking new there. like active activated abilities. Yeah. On the all, skill tree, you're just you're buffing. Yeah. You're buffing yeah. what you're doing. And and the interesting thing there is you can have a a warrior type class. And I forget the names of them. But they can actually cast spells. Yeah. Yeah. You could potentially go any which way you want. I mean, it might not be the strongest thing to go cross class, you know, on a thing. But if you're yeah. – especially if you have a, a class that physically on the uh, on the uh, skill tree is not – is like juxtaposed to another class so that you're close – you're actually, you know, it uh, location-wise very close to them. Then you and you, so you have a lot of overlap. It mm-hmm. could be that you could cross into whatever that class right. does with minimal deviation. So yeah, that game that game is pretty cool. 
Very and nice. I definitely give that one a thumbs up. I think again of all, of all the free, free games I've ever played, this is probably my favorite. I'm I'm having a hard time thinking of. I mean, I'm I'm stopping. I'm not going back to like playing Doom Shareware when I got first got my computer <laughs> or anything like that. But you know, in the last few years, in in trying all these the new free to play model games, I definitely think this is this is the best bang for your non buck. I and yeah. I really like the fact they don't. They don't advertise in your face. Yeah, the load screen now, I, comes I up. hope I hope it's financially. You know, I hope this is feasible for them to keep this going because well, otherwise we might see more of that coming along. What you guys have seen is yeah. the release of the game, and I mentioned before that I had played in the beta of that before it was part of Steam, and they were doing the same thing. It was free. It was you sign up, you download it from their site, and you play. They still had their microtransactions and stuff. That was a good. I'd say year, year and a half before I started playing, before it hit Steam. Yeah. So if they've been doing well up to Steam, and then someone got in on the Steam market, and yeah. they got in there, and they're still free yeah. on everything, they're doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and they, they keep their ser- the servers they need pretty low, because, uh, you know, everything's, you know, all your towns are instanced to only a certain number of players are going to be in a town. So, you know, you, the servers you need are going to be a lot smaller because they're not as taxed. Yeah. So I think they, they've done certain things in the game that definitely lend themselves well for them to keep that cost down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which And that works a lot like Guild Wars 1 did where you were in in a town, you were surrounded, you had other players around. Now, the towns are very, very, very small. It's literally like a small marketplace, very small. Yeah. But there's other players there, and they're all those are instanced as well, but not as heavily instanced. There's you know you're sharing them with some other players. There might be ten, fifteen, twenty other players there. But if you're not in a party, you know your friends aren't going to be in the same town you are, even though you're in the same well, town. There, you're not going to see them there until you party up. If you're not in a party and you leave the town, you're on. I mean, you have your own world. Yeah, outside of the towns, it's completely instanced. So yeah. you have to be in a party. Oh, and together. dynamically created. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. That's something we totally forgot. the uh, The areas are randomly generated. So, you for know, the most part, we went back. Yeah, there's there's a few exceptions. We went back and did a few things like three times last night. I don't want to go into details, but um, because of that, it's funny because I'd walk into an area going, "I remember where everything is here." Oh, it's all different now. Yeah, <laughs> like everything, it moves around so that every time you play it, it's going to be kind of a new ex- exploration experience. Even if you kind of know thematically what's coming, right? You know, yeah. you know what kind of enemies you're going to run into and stuff like that. You have no idea what the layout's going to be or where you're going to be going. So that kind of keeps it fresh. Yeah, it's not necessarily meant to run the same character through three times in a row to get other people up there. So yeah, that, yeah, I mean, that was a, a weirdness on yeah, our It's part. more meant to, I run this character through, then I run a new one through, so it kind of keeps it new and fresh. Somewhat. Yeah. Well, so. and if if this is anything like Diablo 2, it's once you beat, I don't even know how many acts, let's say there's three, just guessing, Who because knows? we aren't there yet. Once you beat those three acts on, we're on the standard difficulty. No, we're on domination. Those Those are leagues. Leagues don't have anything to do with difficulty. Oh, this, oh, okay. Well, there's also standard league, isn't there? Yeah. Okay. But we don't even really need to talk about those. They're temporary. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll go through. We'll say we're on easy because you don't pick a difficulty. Yeah. You just pick your league. And we're going through. Say we beat the game through three acts. If it's like Diablo 2, you'll start over from the beginning and jump up a difficulty. And with that difficulty comes... Uh, denser mobs, maybe yeah. more rares. People have more resistances to your stuff. Also, 
better chance of gear, better rolls, yeah. better But we don't know stuff. that that's the case. We're not sure. No. We're still figuring all that but, out. Uh, we know the level cap is 100. Yeah. And you guys beat the act and our level... Beat act one, we're level 15. 15. Yeah. I was so, 17, yeah. I, unless they have a lot of acts, it's plausible to think that you'll be replaying them with harder monsters and harder bosses right. and more stuff. We'll see. We will. We'll see. We'll definitely be playing uh, more of that game. That uh, yeah. that's one that we you can stay tuned for uh, for things we've learned. But I mean, don't wait. Don't wait to uh, hear us talk more about it. If you Pick have any up. interest at all in, in a loot drop game RPG game, get out and play it. It's you know, get in Steam and and download it, and you're not out a dime, and you got a, a great experience ahead of you. Hopefully, and so. I, I think there's a there's a learning curve to it. But there the, is anybody who's got an MMO under their belt or Diablo. You know, you'll, you'll pick. You'll catch if you played on quickly, Vampire the Masquerade Redemption. No one's played that. A few people have played that, but it's it, you're going to recognize a lot of the tropes and styles of your yeah. standard uh, RPGs. Hey, um, if you're if completely you have, new to gaming, it's going to be a little learning curve, but I don't think it's going to break it. If for you, you have questions, shoot us a tweet. Shoot yeah. us an email. Tweet us. We'll, Facebook, we'll try and help you the best we can. I mean, we're learning still, right? But we have we have more knowledge than someone starting out brand new, right? And we would be willing to help. Best we can. Absolutely. Hey, we might even throw some some of our old gear your way. Hey, you know, because that's the kind of guys we, <laughs> we use. Are. Huh? We'll do anything for the that's listeners. That's right. Anything for the listeners. We'll just make you sign a contract to listen every week. Well, yeah, that's uh, all. Uh, uh, nothing. nothing. We'll so, do some anybody, kind of pyramid anybody scheme. play anything else? <laughs> pyramid scheme. <laughs> Did anybody play anything else this week? Uh, I played a little Guns of Vicky. Yeah, we probably don't need to go deeply into that. Nope. We visited that enough. Uh, we, you know, y'all know that's another free one that we really enjoyed. No, that was that's not, not free. free. That's not free. No, uh, that's cheap. not free. It's it's fairly. It's, cheap, cheap, it's not free, Jeffrey. It's cheap. It's usually what seven fifty a license for an individual mm-hmm. license. I know that the, the regular price is like fifteen, but it's usually in the. I keep an eye on it range. over the Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's which still, are coming up. Which is yeah, coming up. Yeah, yeah, you've got you've got the holiday sales coming in Steam, and there's going to be a lot of them. So uh, you we will be we will be uh, reporting and tweeting. Quite a bit about that on our new uh, Twitter handle, which is at uh, Press Play to Save, and uh, we will be we'll be getting a lot of that information out as soon as we've got it. So you can follow us for news about all the best deals available. And it's not just Steam, because we also tweet. We will be talking about all sorts of game deals that we find all over the spectrum. The Humble Bundle is you know one that gets Amazon. No Amazon Humble Bundle gets no small amount of. Uh, of talk from us on the podcast, right. and uh, that's actually where I ended up getting Arkham City, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, which uh, we played the intro of yesterday. I played up on the big screen while you guys watched. Um, we were forced. You were forced. I was <laughs> we were, we were waiting. The game. How he had not installed Path of Exile on the machine that he brought over. You're you having you're having two different computers that you game on occasionally. Often runs into that issue. I've had the yeah. same issue where I install yep. something at home and I show up at Brad's and I'm like, oh right. Shoot. <laughs> oh, I'm at that computer. I had to spend the next hour downloading this. But uh but yeah, and uh as for me, I played uh some Assassin's Creed three. Am I with the times or what, folks? <laughs> wow. For those of you who don't know, Assassin's Creed four just came out and I'm finally play I finally pulled the cellophane off my copy of three and Threw it in the 360 and then spent the next two hours getting the 360 to update and work properly. <laughs> so that was pretty awesome. All and in all a good giant game. dust monster came out of it and tried to attack me, and I fought it off with a sharpened broom handle, so everything's fine now. But uh, I thought that was still back to your vampire game. No, no, no. Okay. That, was, that was just me fighting my 360 dust monster. Huh. But, uh, yeah, 
I've been fired up the Assassin's Creed 3. How is Assassin's Creed 3? As a lover of Assassin's Creed 1, a fervent lover of Assassin's Creed 2, and just an absolute monstrous lover of Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, and the guy what skipped Assassin's Creed Revelations. Um, <laughs> I He's played, an avid lover, though. Yeah. I played Assassin's Creed. Well, that's when they started annualizing it. And it's like you don't you, have to justify to me, man. I know, I know. Brother, can, when Brotherhood came out, I thought Brotherhood was going to suck, but everybody said it was great, and I played I it. And didn't it wasn't make it through half of the first game. But uh, I, I sat down with this, and I've always been excited about this one because you know I love history, and it's kind of this one's been all about kind of like the you know the Middle Eastern history, and then you know the Roman or the you know Renaissance uh, Italian history, and so it's kind of like okay, cool, we're going to be in the early Americas, neat. Yeah. Mercos. I totally get why the reviews for this game were not as strong as the previous ones. Now, I know that Revelations didn't get great reviews either, but this one it seemed to dog out on a lot of people. And I realize now, after putting like three hours into the game, and I'm just now... Okay, you know what? I'm going to say it. Well, let's get it out of the way. I might spoil some, quote, early game, quote, end quote, things for Assassin's Creed 3. It's been out for well over a year now, so... You've been warned, and I'm not going to feel really bad about it. But again, I'm not very far. I played for an hour can and I, a half. Can I step out of the room so I don't have to hear? No, that's fine. That's okay. fine. You won't be missed. <laughs> uh, I played for at least a good... <laughs> what Was Hogmas? Is Hogmas back? <laughs> I thought I heard Hogmas. <laughs> he, he just left. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I, I played for an hour and a half before I even got to the title screen, you know, where the big Assassin's Creed 3, you know, comes up on the screen. I was like, I played for an hour and a half. That was the cold opener. An hour and a half long, and now I've been playing for like three hours, and I'm just now playing as the main character of the game for the first time. I've been playing as a different character entirely, but I will say that right they they drop a bomb, uh, a really a really big bomb on you at the end of that first colonial like, America dropping bombs. I know that first couple hours they drop a they drop a big uh, bomb on you that's just kind of like. That you've been leading, you've, the game leads you down a path of understanding, of kind of understanding what's going on for those first three hours. And then right at the end of that, and you're like, you've learned to like all these characters and everything, it totally pulls the rug out from under you and goes, nope, they're bad guys. And I and my exact words were, wait, what? And three seconds later, Desmond Miles, the main character who's in this animus and we're living, is, the, it all freezes, you know, the screen freezes, and you hear him go, wait, what? <laughs> and an achievement popped up. That said, uh, achievement, 20 points. How do you like them apples? And I started dying laughing. I was like, I have never been pig-blapped so hard by a game developer in my entire life. It was funny because he was he was saying, oh, this is this is my group. This is my, I really like this yeah, guy. Yeah, this guy I really this like. This guy, Charles, is really awesome. I hope there's more of this guy later because he's he, cool. he figures out that, wait, those are my enemies. So, oh, no. that's the bad guy. <laughs> and in the next, like like two scenes later, oh, he's a total douchebag. <laughs> I've been Dang misled. It. He wasn't a douchebag to these other guys. Oh, classist jerk. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So now, you know, like I've been like really like kind of dragging my feet with it. It, I, it. For the first three hours, it has to funnel you through a lot of stuff to get you where it needs you to get to really kick it off. So it's not as free roaming and stuff as the games have been traditionally. And there's not an, a lot of ancillary things to do. You're just kind of going from main mission to main mission. And even then, a lot of them you start and you go to a load screen and you're already there where the mission starts. It doesn't feel like an open world game. But now I know why. I was like, eh, don't get too married to all this. We're just kind of leading you down a path. And then, woo -ha! You know, <laughs> so now for the first time, I'm like, I want to go back and play it. Like, I didn't want to stop playing and come record the podcast. I'm like, screw the guy, the listeners, screw them all. I got to play this really old game. So 
Assassin's Creed 3. I will get through it as quickly as I can, and then I don't know about Assassin's Creed 4. Is that is Black Flag out on PC? Because maybe that will be how I play that game. I think I remember seeing it on Steam. Sales. If that's the yeah, I think so. Uh, if uh, yes, gonna, Assassin's Creed Black Flag is now available for fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah, and I'm not going to pay full price for it. But if it gets down into the thirties for during the holidays on Steam, I might play that because I'm not going to be buying a next gen console right away. So, but I want it to be pretty. So I'm not going to get the three sixty version. Pretty. So I'll probably go for the PC version. So yeah, that was my Assassin's Creed Cree story. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, I have a question. So yeah. you're you're uh, what did you an hour and a half worth before you got to the big old Assassin's Creed sign? Yeah, was it fun? Did it feel like it was a long time? Actually, yes. Wait, the, the wait intro, yes, I said two things. Yes, <laughs> which was it? Both. It was fun and it felt like a long time. No, it didn't okay. feel like a long time at all before that. Maybe, okay. and that probably was an hour and a half. Maybe that was forty five minutes to an hour. I'm not sure, but. The the opening scene of the game, I loved. Yeah, I loved. It takes place in the Royal Theater in London in uh, the 1700s, and like here I am going into a theater. I can hear the orchestra warming up, you know, and everything's candlelit and kind of smoky because of it. So there's there's this like hazy warm glow. They really got candle lighting down. For this game, you know, whereas a lot of games are just like torches everywhere. Everything's orange. <laughs> well, that's just not the way fire works, especially Everything on candles. So they've got this warm yellowness, but there's also like a gray mutedness when you get away from it because of the smoke that gathers. It, it's beautiful in that regard. And I'm walking in this giant theater and I got my surround sound going and I'm hearing the, just the orchestra bouncing around and echoing all around me. And I'm just like, this is cool. I Part of me almost wishes I could just sit down and watch the entirety of a play <laughs> in this giant theater oculus rifts in the 1700s yeah yeah so i actually really really loved the intro um after that the whole traveling across the pond and all like that it it seemed to really slow down for a bit but i know why they were kind of lulling me into a i was being lulled there was lulling there was lullification you're getting trolled (laughs) yeah i was being trollo trollo i really was uh and and so and they it worked well you guys were right here when when they when they dropped the bomb there, I was laughing yeah. really really hard. I was like, "Wow, I got they got me good." So good on you, Ubisoft, you wily bastards. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, well. So how about we talk about some Xbox One? Let us do that. Yeah, let you, Mister uh, Mister Christopher Jacoby, actually sat down. I did with an Xbox One last night. Oh, not mine. I, it was a friend of mine. It's okay. It was there, um, and you were there too. Yes, you he touched. was. He was playing the new Battlefield, which uh, my first that would be the fourth installment. Well, actually, just Battlefield Four. It's it's a lot more than the fourth installment of Battlefield. Yeah, it's Battlefield Four. It's you, just like Assassin's Creed Three is really right, Assassin's the Creed fifth five, game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my first impressions, gameplay wise, were yeah, it's just another shooter. Yeah, nothing nothing spectacular about it. Uh, and then quantity. How pretty was it? How smooth was it? The frame rate and whatnot. Uh, it looked it looked pretty good. Uh, there were solid thirty. There were a couple glitchy things kind of going on. Yeah. But I mean, this was second. This was on Saturday, so second day, right. Saturday night. So second day after it's been out, uh, he said there were some EA server problems. Okay, they were having uh, some connection issues. With maybe the EA, it was with just like the game servers. Yeah, he was having trouble connecting to a game. So it wasn't necessarily a live issue, but it might have just been... Hard to say. Okay. I, I think, that is hard to diagnose through the consoles. I, he said he wasn't down for too long. It would just be like, he tried to connect, and it would say, cannot connect to a server, and then uh, 15 minutes later, it would connect. He, he'd yeah, try yeah. again. 
Uh, I think some of that could be overload of people. Yeah. So well, to be the, what are you what are you buying on the Xbox One right now? I don't. Yeah, I don't. Assassin's Creed or yeah, Battlefield or I mean, what else? I don't. Even, there was a list of games. I, just I, I mean, you nothing, could be playing Killer pops. Instinct. I mean, nothing you know. that really popped. Yeah. Um. I once once he got done with that, I we had we'd seen a couple videos on the voice commands for the Connect, which are supposed to be pretty impressive. So I had him. Yes, I've I've try some out. I've me. heard a lot of great things about these. Please, it is it's neat. It's I was very impressed because. Up until now, the Connect has been useless, yeah. more or less. Uh, As the Xbox dashboard has become more and more useless yes. in the fact that it's trying to do everything, so it can and, do nothing well. Uh, I would dare say the interface, the dashboard, it's relatively the same. It's it's very Microsofty. Yeah, it's a Windows eight kind of feel. It's kind of what the three sixty is. Yeah, tiles. that's that's their thing right now. Is the yeah. tiles, and and that's fine, but it it can be difficult to navigate, which is where the voice commands come in. That are very responsive. You, you'll just say Xbox, YouTube, right. and it'll open up YouTube for you. Yeah. Um, another cool thing was you can turn it on and off like that. Yeah. So you can walk into your house and say Xbox on, and it'll fire itself up. So you, you instead of looking for the controller to start it, it's starting while you're looking for the controller. Actually, he told me he tested it was faster to start it by telling it to start than to hold the button. And Weird. start it like that. Weird. And I think that's just some some Wi-Fi connection stuff. Everything's heating up. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Okay. But heating uh, up. Got to warm up the Wi-Fi. Yeah, I got to warm. I got to get up at early early in the morning. I got to get yeah. some wood in the house for to, to get that Wi-Fi going get there. The Barbara. Wi-Fi boiling. Uh, yeah. This it, it was neat. Uh, there was a couple features you could um, snap. Uh, TV stuff to the side of your screen. Yeah, so while you're playing a game, you could actually have TV yeah, mounted you, up, snapped uh, to the side of the screen. YouTube, Hulu, Netflix. You can yeah. be watching TV while you're playing a game. Right. Watching and, watching the football game while you're yeah. playing the Madden. It was, and it was all voice command. It was well responsive. There were yeah. a couple times where uh, there was a couple people talking in the room, and he would say, Xbox, do this, and it just wouldn't hear. Yeah. And it... But Shut the, up, guys! For the I'm trying mo- to control my Xbox. For the most part, he was actually talking relatively normal. He yeah. wasn't ra- he wasn't saying Xbox. Yeah. Do this. It was uh, Xbox. Snap to the right. What does it do when you say Xbox? That's that's you telling it. I know, but when you say it, does it respond right away? Like as if to go, like you know, I, I would like it's to picture like, like, like instead of Clippy. Instead of like Clippy, there's a little puppy in the in the bottom left corner, and you say Xbox, and it like it like perks its head up and its ears perk up as if to say, "Yeah, what's up?" Well, I, it kind of, it says it's listening. Oh, it, it does. Tells does, you does it go? Beep. It doesn't so, make any noise. No noise at all. A little icon says, "Hey, I'm listening now." Yeah. And then, does it say that? Hey, hey, says, hey, fella. Oh, it just says listening. L- hey, you. But if you <laughs> leave that, I mean, if you leave that on, because you don't have to say Xbox this every time. Right. So if you if it's listening, yeah, you there's tell a certain stuff. amount of time where you can continue giving it commands right. without saying scroll Xbox right, every time. scroll left, select. And then, yeah, after if you shut up for a minute, then you, right. it's going to go to sleep. It'll go stop off. listening. Right. Uh, so you can just tell it to stop listening. Right. And then that sort of thing. Uh, one thing he did that was pretty neat. He must have done it when he was. Uh, must have done it. When he was setting it up, <laughs> he could have. He could have. He must have. He must have. He must have. Could. Uh, he was able to interact with his TV volume wise and to mute it by yeah. telling the Xbox. Yeah, which was cool because uh, is volume down, mute. Yeah, 
Unmute. And that was HDMI stuff. My understanding is that, yeah. Well, no, it's actually not doing it through HDMI in most cases. Really? Yeah. I, I've, I, I thought the same thing, but I've come to learn that the, like, the Kinect has, like, an IR blaster in it that, like, basically shoots out remote control signals in every direction. Really? That's yeah, so it's bouncing off walls and stuff, and so you set it up just like you would a universal remote, like right. a, a computerized universal remote, and so yeah, it, it can control your devices that way. That's interesting. Yeah, um, which which would be far have far fewer compatibility issues than HDMI. I mean, with yeah. HDMI, you can't even get things to handshake half the time, let alone get the control right. standard right. Um, one other thing I wanted to talk about was the camera. Yeah, uh, it would. He set up a profile for himself and his girlfriend. And it will recognize you and greet you when you sit in front of the camera. Uh, I'm going to say their couch, from their couch to their connect slash TV, right. is about, I don't know, two or three meters. Right. So a decent amount of distance, but you could pull the camera up and it would it would recognize uh, all the – it would have like a picture on screen of all three, four of us sitting on the couch. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of control it like the Wii, where you put your hand up and you can move a cursor around. Yeah, I've heard that's kind of funky. It, I mean, they, we weren't doing anything applicable right. to do anything with it. Well, but if you hold it up, you can see it recognizes your hand is up. Navigating tiles and stuff like that is horrible anyway, which yeah. is why the I think the voice commands are so appealing to people right now. It's because they can just skip everything. You by can bypass saying, all of the crap. Go to this thing that I want because I don't know where it is because you're freaking Microsoft and you buried it 10 levels deep somewhere and it makes no sense. So just go there. And right. it goes, yeah, okay, I'm good. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of how um, when I first started using a Mac, I just immediately started using uh the uh what's it called the spotlight yeah uh and i just type in the thing i want and i stop just having icons everywhere and yeah because it'll find it down things yeah tell it what you want they'll give it to you yeah that is is much nicer i think uh, i think it's microsoft's way of saying hey we're not going to change the design but we found a way for you to cheat well i think it's microsoft's way of saying hey we want this thing to do a billion things and we really don't know if there's a correct solution, visual solution to make all of that easily available to you without redesigning everything or letting you customize everything, which is what that they don't be, want. That could almost be a nightmare. Yeah, oh, it is. It absolutely yeah. is. So they're saying, you know, so we're going to bake in voice commands. You learn the things you use, and you can just call it up any time. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that it's pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, now the problem is when you get into apps or you are controlling your TV and stuff. Other than your basic commands like volume and menu and stuff right. like that, you know, like using a DVR, it's not going to know how to control a DVR because when you look at a DVR, you're looking at a list of television show names. But Xbox, the Kinect isn't going to, you know, hear you say, "Hey, Modern Family," you know, no. and know what that is. Yeah, you have to say, because it, yeah, you have to say like down, down, option four, and stuff like that. You have what, to, con- they, it's like you're hitting the buttons of a remote with your mouth, yeah, which is a little weird. The the net we brought it up on Netflix and. Their their new design on the Xbox is the blocky stuff. Yeah, it's they'll have a category of a title, and then there will be three titles and smaller blocks around it. And you can tell the Xbox, hey, scroll right, scroll right, uh, and then it'll it has in text over, let's say, Modern Family, The Office, and Family Guy. Yeah, it'll be option one, option two, option three. So you don't say Xbox play Modern Family. You'll say select one. 
And yeah. it knows what that is. Right. It's just I think that's something we'll see later is they will incorporate. Maybe, maybe. I think that could be a that could be a logistical nightmare. Really, what it sounds to me is something that's just at that point you pick up the controller and you select it. And that's that way. that's why I mean the the voice commands were responsive, but if you knew you had to scroll all the way to the right to yeah. watch a show, you don't want to say scroll right. Pause for a second. Scroll right. Pause for a second. You I just have, want to grab a controller. And I have swipe. no fear at all when it comes to navigating an app of any kind with a controller. That's fine. It's finding where the app is hidden. That is the issue. So if I can call up any app with my voice and mm-hmm. then use the controller from there out, you've done me a great service in the land of Xbox management. They did do uh, something interesting. Your most, They have a most recent – your five most recent programs that yeah. you used. Uh, right at the very front of your – when you load the UI. Yeah. So uh, if you had YouTube, Netflix, and Hulu open last, it remembers. Yeah. So if you don't care to go use a voice command or you think it's not working right, there's a lot of noise maybe. Yeah. Uh, they'll be close if you use them recently. Also, mm. your game is right on the front, whatever's in there. Whatever's in the tray. Yeah. Um, or in the socket. The games are – they're big games. I think he, oh, yeah. he da- Battlefield Four was like thirty five gigs. I think right now the, the right now the limit's fifty gigs, possibly. But, but five five hundred gig hard drive that's because not because that's too a, many. That's games. the limit of a Blu Ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. But the uh, the other thing is you don't have to have every game installed all the time. No, Are you no, really no, running no, no. through ten games at a time. No, you know, and most games aren't going to be the full fifty gigs either. So yeah. that's the upper limit right now. I mean, if you remember when Xbox Live Arcade first uh, uh, arcade games came out with the 360, the upper limit was 20 megabytes. <laughs> 20 megabytes. Because they just thought it was going to be a bunch of Pong clones. And then they realized that, wait a minute, digital delivery is huge. Yeah. We need to let bigger games on there. So now they're, you know, they run as high as a gig, I believe. Maybe even, there might even be some that are bigger than that, but... Yeah, that stuff will change with time, most likely. Did you, uh, did you get to see any of the suspend and instant on functions? Ah, uh, we did not. No, uh, he might have been. Uh, they he'd been messing around with it all day, so maybe he would have. I yeah. just didn't think to ask about it. Oh, that's great! Way to be on. Way to be on it, Chris. Way yeah, to be I'm cra- sorry. I'm did you sorry. did you even wear the hat I gave you with the little press tag sticking out of the ribbon? No, no, you didn't even wear that. Hey, no. hey, uh, sir, sir, I have some questions. Uh, could, uh, could you show me this function now? Care, care to comment? Care to comment? <laughs> That's uh, a shame. I, I was, I was impressed. Yeah, for for the mo- I mean, I had low expectations. All right, take impressed. Fable out of it. Take Fable out of it. If you had to run out and buy one right now, what would it be? Uh, PlayStation. Really? Take Fable out. Yeah. I I mean, I've said before, Xbox. I want Titanfall, Garden Warfare, and Fable. Uh, two of those are coming on PC. Yeah. In the nearest future, when they come out, the design of the PlayStation so much better, smaller. It's yeah. a big – the Xbox yeah. is a big unit. Yeah, it's a big It's a big thing. unit. And it doesn't look – it doesn't look pleasing. It's yeah. it's just a right. box. And, uh, yeah, Fable aside, I think I'm going to end up getting an Xbox anyway. Yeah. Because uh, it'd be kind of nice to play Titanfall early. Yeah. So if I'm going to get it for Fable anyway, maybe I'll try out some games. Uh, don't put it past me at all to have both consoles. I – I'm, the, at, I'm the, at the point after hearing me. a lot of the stuff over the last week. I've re- I've been given some better perspective, some additional perspective, and I and I know that the features of the Xbox One, especially the voice control and stuff like that, is if it oh it's working now, <laughs> it's doing what the last Connect was supposed to do. Yeah, the I'm like connect. that sounds really great. Wait, 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 wait. Remember, Corey. Remember, friend, that is me. Eighty to ninety percent of those things that you would use that for are probably still going to be behind a paywall. Right. 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, still going to have to pay sure for Xbox that. Live Gold to use YouTube, to use any type of internet yeah. thing, to use any streaming service that I already pay for out of my own pocket, to do anything other than look at my achievements and play a single-player game on an Xbox, as far as I know, unless something's changed and nobody said, yeah, I'm not sure. is going to cost a gold subscription. And I am fundamentally against paying twice for something. I'm, I'm fundamentally against giving someone else money for something I'm already paying for. Right. You know, I'm already paying my internet service provider, and I'm paying the actual service provider, like Netflix. I don't need to pay Xbox to just sit in between the two after I already give them my money for a console. I'm still, I'm I'm a little old school about that. I realize that. But the PS4 doesn't do that. So every time I'm looking at, man, the Xbox looks slick. It looks like a slicker experience already. I still come back to that. They're playing you for a fool. Yeah, it, what it does is it puts me it puts me very stoically on the fence. Yeah, untoppably on the topple topple topple. There was there was one there cool go. thing about the uh, the streaming where you it records uh, clips for you. Yeah, I heard uh, that could get a little sketch. Did you see it? We were we were browsing little ten fifteen second videos people would post. Yeah, it's like a mini YouTube for games. Yeah. Could be very useful if you are on the fence about a game and just want to see a couple funny clips. Yeah, I've uh, heard that the bit rates are terrible on those, and the they, frame rates are sometimes awful as well. The ones we watched now that's bad. something that I definitely think could improve over time. But right, uh, we were watching a couple Forza things, and it's mostly people would like record something that hey, this is funny. I want to share it with people, but I don't care enough to load up a thing on YouTube. Yeah, and but it'd be. It's something to sit there and be like, oh, that game's kind of cool. Yeah. Oh, that was kind of that was funny. Yeah. yeah. It'll be like a car flips and then lands on itself and rolls over four other cars and then wins a race. Okay. And it's, like, yeah. and it's funny. It's, li- it's people that recorded that. Li- it just yeah, happened. That They're thing like, just happened. I need, to tell, go, yeah. I need to tell somebody. No one's going to believe it when I retell the story and it just sounds stupid. Yeah. It, it's And the PS4 does do stuff like that too. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just think that's a neat feature for both consoles. Right. It's, it's a little more uh, sharing with other players that you don't have to care about or know and you don't have to sit through a lengthy video. Right. You just get a watch, see what you want to see, then browse some other videos or Right. Do what you want to do. I, just, I, I like I've said before, I'd be a lot more attracted. You know, there's not a lot there's not any killer apps on either system that's really dragging me. Titanfall sounds great, except for like I've said if it's full of all the same people who play Call of Duty, I don't yeah, want to play it. It's going to be a because f- it's a multiplayer game. I don't want to play with those people. Yeah, <laughs> I want to. I want to play with some uh, a more niche game where people might actually not be horrible to each other. But that's me just sounding like a curmudgeonly old man, I suppose. Here's me seeing my future. I'm going to end up getting a PlayStation Four first. Yeah, and then as I'm waiting for like Fable to come out, that's when I would end up getting an Xbox. Yeah. And I'm hoping that that'll be a point in my life where I will need consoles in different rooms. Yeah. Where I'd have a house instead of just my room that has so much technology. So I could have, like, a basement room where I have my Xbox. Right. And then my family room. Where now, I, what's going to suck, though, is that you're going to inevitably like one of the systems in one room better. Right. And, and that's where I will be like, pick. man, I, I want to play this PS4 game, but my couch downstairs is super comfortable. I will pick very – I will weigh my options. I'll have a list, pros and cons, <laughs> each console, each room, your, your list will be really long HDMI cables. That's what your list is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to – you know – I'm probably going to have a one-room shack where I have everything in one – both consoles on one TV. Or yeah. Whatever. Hey, if I had – you know, if I if I went out and got an Xbox One and a PS4 today, they would all be right here next to the 360 in yeah. the next room. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm 
even if I put an Xbox One upstairs and said, look, honey, but you can snap TV to the corner while I play my games, I would still be sleeping outside. You'd be disowned. Yeah, so that would that would not fly. So I don't know. How have you heard anything that's kind of tickled your fancy or changed, you know? Nah, not, not, anything that buttered your biscuit? There you not go. Not really. Um, it sounds like the Xbox One had similar issues like, you know, PS4. Yeah, it seems like share. maybe not quite as dark. You know, okay, last week, if I may. Sorry. Yeah. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Uh, last week we said that the Xbox One would have to have an immaculate release in order to really get out of the gates with a big jump on the PlayStation. Now we don't know sales numbers yet. Um, yeah, we do. Do we for Xbox One and PS4? Well, I know we knew PS4 ones. Yep. PS4 sold how first twenty four hours a saying over one million, and Xbox Ones is saying the same thing, but their markets are different. Million right. dollars, million consoles. Million consoles. Million consoles okay. sold in the first 24 hours, which both of which are shattering any previous console release records. If, if you look at the markets they are saying they sold to, which we know, uh, PS4 is definitely ahead. Yeah, because it's not released it's in any It's just U.S. Markets. and Canada. Yeah, it is not released in Europe yet, which right. Europe has traditionally been more of a Sony market. They, Sony has had a greater market share in Europe com- comparably. You know, re- related to, than uh, than in the uh, U.S., where the 360 had a larger market share, uh, and Sony has slightly smaller. But uh, so yeah, that will impact things. Yep. So I wonder, uh, uh, people excluded like YouTube reviewers that got free consoles, one of each. I wonder how many people purchased one of each. Would uh, you say a usually? Amount? Usually, it's console shipped is where those numbers, sales numbers, actually come from. They're not really sales; they're shipped. Oh, so it's, yeah. it's because they can't that track that because they're all, every retailer works differently, and so that right. information doesn't feed up very well. Okay, you know, it's kind of like MPD numbers. MPD numbers that used to be all about you know tracking. Uh, well, it was used a lot uh, tracking how video game sales were. Did not account for like Walmart. Did not right. account for Amazon. Yeah, these are pretty big game retailers. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so it was just it was just kind of a, a thumb. You lick your thumb, stick it in the air, figure out which way the wind's blowing. Hmm. Things. So yeah, but it did sound like there were several shipped with uh, bad Blu-ray drives, scuff marks on the box. I mean, it doesn't sound like it's anything that was nothing you know, major, crazy. Just really? normal. Yeah. Okay, you're there are going to be some bad units shipped. That's yeah. just the way the life just the way it works. But stop making um, glossy things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we even like watched the, the video the other glossy, day. Yeah, right? we watched the video the other day. It's like, I'm not going to touch this part because it's, yeah, you know, yeah, too fingery. Yeah. So was in that fairness, was that an though, Xbox you, or PS4? Oh wait, no, I think that was the PS4. Yeah, I actually. guess it does have a couple. It, there are a couple. In fairness, though, you're not going to be handling it very often. No. Yeah. Usually. Ideally. You'd want it to sit there and stay there. Yeah. You'll dust it, now, maybe caress it before bed. You could bed, put your but... Wii on top of an Xbox. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. The Wii U apparently fits perfectly on the the top of the part of the top of the Xbox, which no that vents. is not vented. Yeah. So that's how much smaller it is. It's like half half the Planned footprint. It. So yeah, yeah. That was Nintendo and Microsoft high fiving each other on that one. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, so what else is uh, what's what else is going on uh, this week? We have any other news other than the big Xbox launch? It's kind of dominated video game news this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. between yeah. PS4 and Xbox, that's pretty much they're mostly what everybody's kind of focused on. You know yeah. what I'm focused on? What Sometime in the next on? 24 to 48 hours, I plan to uh, purchase the humble weekly bundle, the weekly sale. Ooh, and what might that include? It my includes friend? a whole bunch of pinball FX pinball. Now, I'm a pinball freak. I have a not quite operational pinball machine in the other room here. 
I love pinball. I'm kind of ridiculous for pinball. Pinball FX is not my favorite pinball platform, but the idea, I mean, they've got some serious tables that look like they'd be a lot of fun in this sale that's only, I think right now, $6 to get the entire pack. And it's, it is quite a number of tables. Um, I, I can't this even is say the, for sure. They're, this they're is the all, Humble Weekly Sale? Yeah, the Weekly Sale. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight packs of tables. And I believe most of those have multiple tables per pack. And I, I for six bucks, I'm going to be all over that. Now, what would be the best thing for me is if that were on my iPad, you know, where yeah, cool. I could just sit and play in there. And I can get a lot of these pinball tables on my iPad. But... You know, still for the price, it can't be beat. You know, and those are all through Steam. Now you can get some iPad games uh, through the Humble Bundle right now. Did you know that right now the Humble Bun- Humble Mobile Bundle Three? Is going to, it sounds like we're you know sponsored by. This Humble, but hey, it's part of the part of the part of the uh, the dealio here with uh, cheap games. Is you got to look where you know they come from. And right now, uh, the standard Humble Bundle includes several iOS games. One of which is Ready Drumroll. I already know what it is. Yeah, I'm asking for the drum roll. I didn't say that you're the blind drummer. I have a sixth sense. Kingdom Rush. The game you've heard us uh, gush over so many, many, many times. And, in fact, Chris was playing Kingdom Rush 2, Frontiers, right? Frontiers, yeah. Right before, while I was playing uh, Assassin's Creed 3 before we started recording. Getting angry because I can't beat this level. He was really upset with his his hero uh, in Kingdom Rush. But Kingdom Kingdom Rush is, is, if you haven't, if you are tuning in for the first time, um, all of us have played it. And how you've played it too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, all of us have played Yeah, you played it a lot. And we all love it. It is one of the if the the quintessential tower defense game, period. Absolutely. Period. I, yeah. I, it is just a phenomenal game. You can play it on your iPhone or your iPad, and it's part of the uh, the Humble Mobile Bundle 3, and you go to HumbleBundle.com and check those out. That one is, I think, 523 nets you that and five other games, and uh, including Epic, uh, something I can't even begin to pronounce, Spell Towers, Sordigo, and Ridiculous Fishing. I have no idea about the quality of those games, but just to give you some idea, I think I paid six dollars for Kingdom Rush by itself, and I feel like when I, I when won I won on that it, deal, yeah, I spent way more time than five dollars. Oh yeah, I spent way more than six dollars, and right now Kingdom Rush One is only like two or three bucks. Yeah, uh, so you can do that, but or you can pay the five twenty five and get uh, all the rest of these games too. And uh, I think there's a couple other winners in there. So uh, I've got a I got a question. Yeah, uh, looking at the Humble Bundle page, right? You have your Humble Bundle. Your humble weekly sale, right? And then you have the humble store. Sure. Uh, humble store looks uh, similar to Steam store. Well, there's a lot of things on there that are on Steam store. Are That's they, ultimately what you're getting? Right. Are these are the prices on the humble store coinciding directly to Steam, or are they cheaper? You know, I've never gone to audit that, but that I think we should do some investigative because reporting and come I, back about I that next week. I know for a fact. Uh, when I look at a Humble Bundle and I don't know what the game is, I will yeah. look it up on Steam. Right. Uh, sometimes I like to just see what the price of the original game is. Yeah. And Steam will have it at a regular price, but the Humble Bundle will have it in that bundle on sale. Yeah. And I'm sure there's some working out in there. But if if a, if a game is on sale on the Humble Bundle site, it's not up to Steam. It's up to the developer, right? Um, it's I believe that... There's going to be some co- coinciding that happens. There's going to be some communication. But let, let's do it. Let's do a thought experiment right now. Ready? You've got a Steam app right there in front of you. 
right? Close that down. You, Chris has got his iPad Air. He's showing off. You want Steam up or my Pull up Steam. Model? Pull up Steam. All righty. Uh, and give me a price on Hotline Miami right now. Hotline Miami, an incredibly popular, uh, really, really, really critically acclaimed game that's just kind of a, a goofy, violent, top-down kind of pixel art style game it's it's really it's it's kind of silly goofy and incredible and people love it i have yet to try it but i think i'm gonna have to now because i'm looking at the price i've got it at 9.99 on steam 9.99 on steam well guess what right here on uh humblebundle.com in the humble store uh hotline miami says regular price 99 you can get it for two 9.99 you can get it for two dollars fifty cents two dollars forty nine cents so yeah, so that's it's another, not necessarily it's another source of right, and they don't advertise. That's not in a bundle. No, this is just no, on the front is, page. You can just of go their on, store. not the yeah, on their store, the humble store. So you go to humblebundle.com. Hotline Miami is that yeah, that one for the last for the last year has been very 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 popular. Very and like I said, very critically acclaimed, and that is a great deal. That's seventy five percent off. Darksiders two so, they got for nine ninety nine, which is what. Was on the Steam sale for the fall pack. I, I think I think I actually got Darksiders two quite a bit cheaper in a Steam sale. It's been Did out you? for a while. It, has, it says it regular was, price forty nine ninety nine. Well, it hasn't the nine ninety nine thing was bundled with time. the first one, Darksiders one and two. That's true, but I think I got something else in that bundle as well. Did you? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Darksiders, Darksiders two also a, a, a decent game. I played Darksiders one. I think I was a little late to the party on Darksiders one. I mean, mm-hmm. any of these you're kind of be late. You know, these bigger games and Darksiders was a big you know console release, uh, very popular. Often called the um, the adult version of Zelda, the grown up Zelda, uh, because uh, gameplay wise it's similar but thematically different. I, I got I got into Darksiders one. I think a little too late, and it was hard for me to appreciate. However. I was using keyboard and mouse. I should probably go back with the controller, controller hooked up. I might have a War in the North experience like we talked about last week and find that it works far better if with you did not hear about that, you know, go listen to the podcast. That's right. Yeah. If you don't know what I'm talking about, please listen to last week. We'd love to have the extra downloads. This is uh, the hum- – I'm looking at the Humble Bundle page, yeah. and they've got, they've got it set up pretty well with uh, categories where they have best-selling, newest. Uh, you can search by platform for right. so Mac and – I mean, this the way this is looking, some of these are titles I've never heard of. Right. Which means that they have some original ones as well as some Steam coinciding ones. Oh, yeah. That makes this just another place to keep your eye for. Yep. I mean, the Humble Bundle and Humble Weekly aside. Yeah, this has This has some great titles on the front page for uh, $3, $4. Yeah, Super Meat Boy for $2.50, $2.49, down from 15 regular price. I mean, Super Meat Boy was a very, very popular game. This is That's just a, one more Super place Meat to Boy is, is a... Fast-paced action platformer is what I call it. Very fast-paced, very Twitch action platformer uh, that, yeah, has been very, very appreciated. There's there's a lot of great stuff on here. It's uh, it's worth looking at. Don't Starve is on there. Yeah. It's regular price, I think. Uh, but, yeah, they've got a lot of different th- stuff. You know, we've talked several times about um, Papers, Please. They've got that listed there. I, I can't tell if these are full price or not. They look like they may be. But it's still it's another place to go. And I've never bought anything through the store. I'm going to try well, to this week to find I'm, out how it works if you do the donating thing. I'm looking at it right now. At the top, it says these deals expire, and there's a time limit. Okay. And that's just the main whatever this is, nine, ten games. Right. But it says 10% of proceeds go to charity. And okay, then, so the the store stuff have a fixed rate, right? Okay, but Where it, it, it if you never use Humble Bundle, the weekly sales and the and the big bundles, you can dictate how much goes to charity, how much goes to developers. And it'll be interesting to, to try that because they've actually got a list of charities up there. Oh wow! So I wonder if 
maybe you get maybe you get a pick which charity it goes to for your ten percent. Right, that's a possibility, and we'll look more into that. So some games in here are going to be current list price, but you can still buy them here instead of elsewhere, and see ten percent of it go to charity. Yeah, it's so just you can go out of your way to do something. A little, cool. little better place for your money to go. Yeah, hey, hey, pull up the uh, pull up the Steam uh, specials right now and tell us what's going on on Steam right now. Give the users an update on what they can get on sale in the land of Steam. Well, you don't have to read through everything. There's 50% off of uh, Europia 4. Europia 4, I'm taking I'm going to assume that's going to be sort of a uh, a re, or a sim civilization style-ish game. I don't really know what that I is. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Well, yeah, there you go, folks. <laughs> if you're a fan of the Europia, is it Europa or Europia? Europa. Is know. it Europa? I don't think so. Europa. I think Europa. So it has to do with the moon of which one has Europa? Which one is is that a moon of Saturn? Europa. You're, talk, you're talking to the wrong person. We're, we're we're in a basement. We're not on the roof. We don't know things about what what's. They don't up. know that. We know things that are what's down. What else is on there? Any, anything else standing really standing Nothing, out? Nothing's really catching my eye as crazy, right? And well, that's understandable considering we're getting really close I to think, the Steam I holiday think, sales. Yeah, the, the Thanksgiving sale will be coming up. Yeah, we're going to see the big guns coming out. So, uh, yeah, we're uh, we're as we progress forward in this this uh, slightly new format, we're going to be uh, tracking sales from a number of uh, places uh, rather than just our occasional haunts. We're actually we're going to get proactive and go out and we're going to sleuth some stuff down for you guys. We're going to try and tweet that stuff before the podcast. Yeah, so because a lot of times the it. things expire before right. the podcast goes yeah. up. So we're going to and we'll, we might uh, chew on them during right. the podcast, but hopefully, if you follow us on Twitter or check the site. Uh, you'll be able to catch those before they go off sale, and then you'll hear us talk about them. That's exactly right. And you know what? There is somebody that follows us on Twitter. We haven't heard from him in a long time, but at long last, he has returned to us. Brandon in Frederick, Maryland. <sighs> he has returned. His feelings are no longer hurt by the berating that we do for all of our, our write-ins. We beg and plead with you to write into us, and then we make fun of you because, I don't know, we have psychoses. We have, we have issues. We have, we have issues. Oh, that we're yeah, we're not through. normal. But uh, but yeah, he wrote and he said Bioshock Infinite DLC available. How much are you willing to pay? How much content do you expect to get? Um, I'm not willing to pay much at all for that Bioshock Infinite expansion. I uh, haven't. Well, okay, Bioshock. you know, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me back that up for the for the first one that was just additional kind of combat gameplay stuff. However, now we're looking down the barrel of the. Help me out with the name of it, Howie. But it is bringing it. Uh, Bioshock bringing it. It's about uh, dance burial troop. at sea. And oh, I'm sorry, burial at sea. <laughs> uh, Bioshock burial at sea, which well, appears to be a return to Rapture, and um, Rapture being the Bioshock one and two location. And I won't say anything further about that for those who are still wanting to play Bioshock Infinite. That's, I, I that's a relative. We're not even a year out. Game. I think that it's it's fair that we we not spoil. Me it being anything. one of those that has not played and, it yeah as well. But uh, this one looks to be uh, somehow in Bioshock Infinite terms, you will be uh, going to Rapture and some type of adventure in Rapture. It would appear fourteen ninety nine on the bottom of the sea. It's it's fourteen ninety nine. So that's what I would expect to pay. I don't know that I'm willing to pay fifteen bucks for any DLC these days because I mean you can get several games. For I, I still run, and again, I'm gonna I'm gonna show my age again. I'm still used to expansion packs being something that came on a CD ROM. They cost they cost twenty nine ninety nine or thirty four ninety nine. And they have every bit as much, as many hours of gameplay as the original game, maybe more, but using a lot of the borrowed assets 
from the game, so it didn't take quite as much development. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's basically mm-hmm. it's basically the last quarter of development done over again, but maybe even a little bit faster because they've already done it one time, or they farm it out to another team that works cheaper or something like that. I'm used to getting a lot of content these days. DLC charging you know ten to fifteen dollars for sometimes an hour and a half. Sometimes I mean, not sometime, even new game. Sometimes it's new. Oh, here's a new character. Right. Well, and that's that's a certain kind of DLC. This is this yeah. is a new adventure. This is right. in, in, in an environment a new that story mode in, in an environment that is certainly not the core environment of the game. Um. So, I if I were gonna pay fifteen bucks, I'd want. I'd want six to seven hours of gameplay out of that. But there are a lot of $60 games now that have six, seven-hour campaigns. Yeah. You know? But it's kind of like, hey, guys, let's not – this is an expansion. This is a D, this is additional content. I've already given you the money for the game. If you're going to sell me additional stuff, we need to start talking about discounted rates. So I have no idea how long Burial at Sea is or anything like that. But also for DLC, because it's so easy to get burned – because it's so easy to roll the dice and 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 come out wanting left being left wanting. Yeah, I would probably not want to spend more than ten bucks. I I've been the same way with 10 Skyrim. Is even being generous. Oh, I know. I've been the same unless way with Skyrim. I know what I'm getting. I love Skyrim, but I think I've paid three four dollars for most. I, all but Dawnguard. I think Dawnguard I might have paid fifteen dollars for when it was on. I think it was it was originally twenty. And Dawnguard was pretty meaty. There was a lot of hours of gameplay there, even though it still did borrow a lot of the. It was, most of it took place in the same world mm-hmm. of Skyrim. So, well, that's the neat thing about uh, DLCs is they tend to go on sale a little bit sooner than your yeah. typical. I mean, well, I mean, but that's a new phenomenon. DLC didn't go on sale at all for the longest time, especially because DLC as a modern concept was developed as part of the last generation of consoles. You know, the 360 and the PS3, where it was like, we can deliver this content to you without selling you an additional disc. Hooray! You know, the, the concept's been around on the on the PCs for oh, longer, but developers weren't developing for it very well. So there wasn't as much support. They got really popular this time, and we never saw things go on sale. Well, On a 360, you know for, the, for the first many years, stuff never, they just forgot about it. They just let it rot in the corner with nobody buying it, but we saw Steam change the game. Steam well, said, look what, what happens when we put things on sale. A lot look of what Steam money does, they bundle. So you can buy the game and the DLC for a reduced price on the main game. Yeah, but that's strictly, that's almost exclusively a PC concept. No, yeah, so this is also I'm, I'm DLC talking, be avail- that is available on consoles. True, but I'm specifically talking about Steam. You Just because the DLC doesn't go on sale doesn't mean the game won't go on sale with that DLC that's true. thrown in. Well, yeah, and on a console, what they'll do is a year later, they'll re-release the game at full price with the DLC baked in. Yeah. That's one of the tricks uh, on, on those systems. On PC, you you know, Steam, a year out, you sometimes see the, the game go on sale for 30 bucks and $10 nets you all the DLC, and you paid $20 less than it did when it came out, just, or even better. Just last week, we saw DLC in a Humble Bundle. For yeah. one of the Batman games. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we got uh, we got some. That's DLC something I've never seen before on a humble bundle. I mean, I haven't there was, followed it for that long. There were but. there was DLC for games that weren't in the humble bundle because they're free games. Like right. Lord of the Rings Online is right. free, but it came like with a with a special pack that gave you extras to play in that game, which I thought was really clever. But yeah, I I'm still I haven't played a lot of DLC because. I just felt like early on, most of what we were getting was a ripoff. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to reduce it to horse armor from Oblivion, for those who remember that debacle, $5 or whatever for, you know, destructible armor on your horse. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not reducing it to that. I'm just saying there's still across from developer to developer, expectations can can vary pretty wildly. Um, Bioshock Infinite's an incredible game, and Burial at Sea with the Return to Rapture sounds really cool. But at the same time, I don't know what the pacing's gonna be. I mean, if it takes place before Rapture went all to heck, you know what I mean? Is it gonna be an investigative game? Is it really gonna have action? I really I haven't looked into it much and. But yeah. if you're interested, do the research. Find out if it's if it's the the part of the gameplay that you liked about that game. Yeah, um, and I'm not much of a big uh, DLC player. Yeah, if I really like the game, I don't want to ruin it by playing DLC. Yeah, the best games have the story that fills your fills your yeah. bucket. You know, and yeah. there are well, I shouldn't say it, there are games that you come back to a lot. You know, there are MMOs and stuff right. that there's always more content, but. Yeah, usually with a, especially with a game like Bioshock, which is a you know a single player experience and a fantastic one at that. When I'm done, my cup's filled. Yeah, that was good. Thank you. You know, I, I don't need to go back to that because if it doesn't if it doesn't roll with it, especially DLC that's unrelated. Yeah, right. like an right. alternate. Story yeah, like an alternate story, or or it rolls you back to a save from before you beat the game. It's kind of like, well, I already know what's ultimately going to happen. Like. And I know that's just a, a mental trope. It's just a trick where it's like you're still playing this new content, but ultimately, no, you're going to go on to defeat the, you know, the big boss and win the day because you've already done it. But you have to roll back to a save from before that because they don't just pick up after you beat the game. Yeah. For stuff like that, I'm just kind of like, eh, I, I don't want to go back to the well. And a lot of that sounds like if you want that in the game, if you want that replay value of, hey, I took one path because I made a decision. I wonder what would happen if I took that other path. Right. That should be, hey, I'll replay the game and go that other path. It's not, let's just not give them that other option. Then later we'll release DLC of what would have happened. Yeah. And that's, to me, that's like someone thought about that before and said, no, let's take that out and make 15 more bucks. Or, yeah, we don't have time to develop that. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Or we were were rushed and we have it partially developed and we kind of finished one path, so this one goes away because we can't finish it. Yeah. So, yeah, DLC, it it comes in a lot of different forms. I definitely feel that Burial C in particular is not what we're talking about. It's a completely – Bioshock Infinite is a finished, polished package – Deluxe. Okay. So this is definitely something new and additional for it. And that's cool. Um, but yeah, you it, it, it's so varying from publisher and publisher and developer to developer what DLC really is. Are you charging me more money for something that ultimately should have been in the game? And a lot of people just say, well, what's it matter if it should have? It wasn't. And it's like, yeah, but there's a, there is somewhere there is a hazy, hazy line where you can tell the difference of whether or not you're, you know, whether or not you're paying for something that you already paid for. <laughs> yeah. So, and hey, this, this is a podcast all about uh, gaming on the cheap. And we don't want to pay for things twice. So yeah. your mileage may vary. Thank you very much for writing in, Brandon, from uh, from from uh, Frederick. It's nice to know that you're still alive. And that you frankly. don't hate us that much. I was worried that you had, you'd had a horrible accident, you know, <laughs> drowning. That would be awful, wouldn't it? Yeah. So sorry about that. Do we have anything, anything else coming this week? Any other emails? Is that the is that the lot of it for this week? We didn't really solicit the crowd very strong. I mean, you didn't talk about the red box experience. I uh, know I uh, haven't. I haven't. That's, this is a good comical story. Yeah, though. it's going to be. Well, we we talked about the guy. <laughs> with the, did, Can we, we talk, have a name for him? Let's make a name for him. Uh, Hogmas Junior. I don't, no, not not. He's not Hogmas. <laughs> Hagrid. Uh, I, I no. I went. So the reason why I was at the red box, and we did tell the story earlier, right? 
about the guy and all right, all right, all right. We we mentioned that. We, we mentioned the Pacific Rim. Yeah, yeah Pacific Rim. Uh, the reason why I was at the Red Box after I had watched Pacific Rim, which you may have noticed, this is in that the story. DLC for that story. <laughs> oh, <laughs> press but play it's to hear free DLC. Yeah, yeah, Microsoft yeah, yeah. ain't putting a surcharge on this. Um, we uh. I, I was on the way home, wife and kid were out of the house, so I haven't read box a movie, you know, enjoy the evening. I got to work later this evening for various reasons, so stopped, picked up Pacific Rim, and I'm like, hey, well, the game Apocalypse is tomorrow, this is Friday night, so as the game Apocalypse game is tomorrow, I'm going to rent Call of Duty Ghost, because I haven't played a Call of Duty in a while, and this would be a really funny thing for us to play. I mean, a great thing for us to play. So, you know, a red box. <laughs> that we'd take very seriously. You know, and now that all the blockbusters are closed, <laughs> red box may be your one remaining place where you can actually rent a game. And they don't usually have a great selection. Let's just put it that way. It's not their bread and butter. But they off some and some kiosks I find don't have any games at all. But um, so I stopped and and I looked at my phone and said, hey, you can get the Call of Duty Ghosts. You can get the COD Ghosts over here at this Walgreens, it's you know, it's three hundred feet down from the other Walgreens and across the street from a CVS. So, I uh, I go to this Walgreens I normally never go to, and I go and I'm like, ah, oh, Pacific Rim on Blu-ray. That sounds like a great dumb way to spend my time while my wife and daughter are out. You know, robots fighting monsters, yay! So, all right, get that, and then I get the Call of Duty. And goes, hey, just so you know, this is two discs. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I I know that. You know, so it spits out the cartridge. I grab it and I leave. I get home and I watch Pacific Rim and I open up Call of Duty and there's only one disc in here. Oh crap. It probably spits out two discs in different cases because they all have you you know, they all have scanning codes on the center. And if you put two in, what's to keep someone from just keeping it? And so I realized my mistake, or so I thought. And I uh I yeah. called up Redbox and I said, Okay. I uh I only got took one of the discs. I left the other disc there. And lady's like, what do you mean? I'm like, it's two disc game, and I only have installation disc. I can't do anything with it. I don't have the play disc. And and she's like, oh, well, did you rent the other disc? And I'm like, yeah, I rented the game, and I'm assuming it just didn't give me the other disc because I ran off too quick. And she's like, um, okay. And I can tell, like, she's already trying to figure out, I don't know if I'm going to be able to explain it to this dimwit, namely me. And uh, <laughs> and so she's like, I'm going to send you uh, just, you know, for your inconvenience, I'm going to send you a comp code. You know, sorry about the confusion. I'm like, cool. So she sends me an email. I get it while I'm still on the phone. And she's like, oops, it's your lucky day. I sent you two. And I'm like, oh, neat. And I got a phone with her. And I realized, wait a second. She asked me if I rented the other disc. You have to rent both discs. Not you rent the game and it spits out two different cases. You have to pay to rent both discs, the insula- of a two disc game, especially if you're on 360 PS3, you don't have this problem because on, um, you know, almost all the games fit on a single Blu-ray. 360 uses DVDs. That's not the case. And so I realized she sent me two codes and just acted dumb about it because I had said, "Well, I'll just take the other one back and then rent it again." <laughs> <laughs> and, and she's sitting there going, "Oh, I don't know what to do about this idiot. So I'm just going to pretend that it's an accident that I sent him two codes. So that when he gets there and has the problem, he goes." Oh, at least I have two codes. <laughs> so I went back to this red box and I, you know, I, I'd figured this out already and I was going to return it where uh, I was going to, I was had it with me. I wasn't going to return it. I went up and I looked for the other disc and it's not there. Someone has like, someone rented the install disc and the play disc, but because you get charged $2 or 250 a night for each disc, they took the install disc back 
turned it in and kept the play disc for probably several nights so they could continue playing it at half the cost of what it would be with both discs. So there's a disc sitting in there that anyone can rent that is completely useless. It's a trap. <laughs> completely useless. So if you run it for a PS3, any you know, you're gonna just pay the regular price. One get one disc per night. But if you run it on the same thing with GTA five, GTA five is in there. If you're gonna rent it for three sixty, you have to pay double the price to run it for a three sixty because there's multiple discs. Which and they like, don't tell you. Which they don't make clear. It gives yeah. you a warning, but it did not make it clear yeah, it what was it, actually. It makes happening. it think like, oh, you're getting two discs. Make sure you don't lose one. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what yeah. I got. Because you get things like that all the time, and you're used to just writing them off. Like, I'm yeah. tech savvy. You shut your mouth. You shut your gold dang computer mouth. Yeah. yeah. Digital or um so what? yeah, I I that's why I was back at the red box and uh with because <laughs> I was looking for that other disc, and that's when the guy came up and says, Hey man, you see Pacific Rim? Actually, I just rented it. I'm here for my third time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I'm not I don't even have it with me because I'm not returning it yet tonight. Uh I might want to watch it again tomorrow. I'm strange. But yeah, that was my my Redbox story. So, hey, if you've got a Redbox and you want to check it for the newest, you know, especially the newest hottest games, they're not they definitely don't carry niche games. They carry the the biggest stuff. You know, if you have a Nintendo player, it will have the newest Mario and Zelda most likely, but yeah, the the pickings are pretty slim if you have other systems because they have a wide variety of things, and you might be into a wide variety, but most likely you're going to be looking at NBA, uh, you know, the NBA Live or NBA 2K yeah. and a Call of Duty game or something like that. But yeah, just beware from here out, especially for games that are uh, made for both systems simultaneously, Xbox One and 360, those are real likely to come on two discs, in which case running them from the red box not only costs more, but it's a statistical headache because who knows if they're even at the same, you know, you don't know until and, until you look. Well, God forbid you pay for one and then realize the other one's not there. No. Well, yeah, right. yeah, that you didn't, yeah, you think, oh, well, I just, if you hit it and check out and before you even realize it, just be aware. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing. It happened to me. I can attest. I can attest. You're not only renting two, you're paying for both. Why don't they just comp comp it? Like they, they spit out two discs and then comp you one of the, one of the charges you have to back pay on before a credit process. Card. Yeah. They should credit you. Yeah. Why not? They just knock it off the cost. Like, okay, you rented the game. Here's both the discs and you pay for, well, I don't understand that at all. Yeah. I really don't. I guess maybe to get idiots not... like you to pay twice. I, well, yeah, but I've got two comp codes that I probably won't use. I, I don't often find things in there for 360, which I don't have a PS3. Are they only for 360? I don't the have codes. a PS3. Codes. The codes or oh no, they're for any game. Oh. Game or movies? I don't know if I can use them for a movie, but the games are the most expensive thing. So maybe would be my answer to your games or movies. My answer to that or question is maybe. <laughs> That's the way that is. All right. In Tarasante. All right, all right, all right. But all hey, right, all right, all right. I think I that kind of brings us to wrapping up the end of uh, of episode 26 of a brand new podcast. Uh, we're we're glad that you guys uh, jumped with press play to save. Uh, the Facebook page is still facebook.com slash betterkind. Uh, we, we don't have the, the Twitter feed uh, up and running yet, but we will shortly. In the meantime, you can still email us at GameCast. Let's just say it right now for this week, GameCastBetterKind.com. And uh, and you can always uh, tweet us at BetterKind. That's still a thing. We are still under Mother BetterKind's umbrella, and we will continue to be. So do not think that we've gone rogue, because we are BetterKind, so we would be going rogue from ourselves. That would be silly. That would be. You guys are... I, I, why do you Just even ask silly. these things? 
So anyway, thanks for coming along. We've been we've been happy to have you, and we'll be coming to you again next week with another exciting edition of Press Play to Save. And hey, hey, get your hats on, kitties. We're gonna be we're we're gonna be hitting you with a tidal wave of great ways to be a cheapskate. You understand? Carry on, my wayward son. Carry-